0: All right, well, it's uh, Monday, September 6th, 2021 already. Uh, it's getting noticeably cooler. Uh, it was actually raining this morning, uh, and yeah, you can tell like, the temperatures dropped quite a bit. Uh, I guess it's it's the Labor Day weekend for you guys in Canada and the United States too. I'm not sure about Britain uh, or the rest of Europe, but uh, here in China, it's just another day. It doesn't matter. We don't have Labor Day we don't have that Labor Day. Um, Now in two weeks, we have mid-autumn festival. So I think that's going to be, uh, let me check my calendar actually says when it's going to be. It is going to be on September 19th, 20th, 21, 21st. So um, I'm not sure if yeah, it's, just, it's basically three days off and you eat mooncakes. And Starbucks released their special edition mooncakes. Some of them are good. One of them is terrible. They have this uh, beef something mooncake. And you know, everyone I've seen try it just <laughs> cringes at the taste. Oh, God, it was terrible. <laughs> Worst thing ever. Now, the chocolate one, pretty good. The coffee one, good. The, the matcha... Uh, the green tea and there's another one, the strawberry or the uh, oolong or the hawthorn. Uh, maybe it wasn't the hawthorn rose. I can't remember which one they have. Um, but yeah, most of them are pretty good. But the uh, there's the one with the the beef, whatever it is. And it's just the worst thing ever, basically. So yeah, don't try that if you ever come to China. And as far as I know, like Chinese people actually aren't buying these to eat for themselves they buy them as gifts cuz they are horribly overpriced. We're talking it was a it was 400 kwai, so it's $80 Canadian to get um, a box of 4. Right? So they're about oh yeah, 20 uh, what is that? I don't know. $20 a piece. Um, it was 600 kwai or just over 500 kwai, so it's $100 for 6 of them. And there was another one listed at 900 kwai, so close to $200. And I can't remember how many were in there and what you got with that. But yeah, horribly expensive. Not something that I would go out and buy, uh, although I was given a few as a gift. Go figure. <laughs> you know? So that's how that one sort of worked out. Got a haircut, finally. I don't know if you noticed it. I posted a couple pictures recently where I got to, uh, uh where I was getting my, my, my hair was a little long. If you've ever lived overseas, you will know that finding a place that you can go to consistently and get a consistent haircut is very difficult. And I'm sure this is the same like back in Winnipeg or back in any hometown. Uh, You know, it's tough to find a good hairstylist. And yeah, it is, you know, it's a, a trade. It's a skill that... Not only do you have to... You don't so much to have, have to have a relationship with your, um, your, your hair stylist or barber. But it does help to have an idea of what you'd like. And usually i found that you have to bring a picture. If, if I go to a Chinese place, I have to bring a picture and say, do this. And then they usually get it pretty close. Now, I don't... I can't remember what the... No, I do remember... In Canada, the place I go to used to be called Five Dollar Phil, uh, or at least that was the, uh, the sort of the uh, the nickname for him because he only charged five dollars. And then he bumped it up to eight dollars and ten dollars, and I think it was fifteen. I can't remember. And I used to go to this other Italian guy um, who charged yeah only fifteen dollars for a haircut and a beard trim, maybe an extra five bucks for the beard trim. He didn't care. The uh, barber shop was in the like attached to the back of his house, so it was uh, kind of neat uh that uh you just kind of go there i mean he didn't care rent was paid for um mortgage was paid for basically it was just a matter of uh uh, showing up either I, i went in whenever there was nobody sitting around basically and he was just there waiting it's not the same thing in china now you can go here in beijing there's a few large name chain stylists and you should see these places. I mean, some of them look like they could be nightclubs. They have a bar. They have, and they have all the looks as if it's real alcohol. But this gets me thinking. There is a sort of uh, there, there's a known that if you buy alcohol in China, chances of, there are there is a very good chance that it could be fake. It might not be the real thing. Now. I know, people are gonna say, well, no, you can't generalize. And to that I'd say, well, you can because these barbershops, shops, these hairstylist places are not stocking their shelves with real Chivas Regal, 18 year old Scotch whiskey. They're not doing it. They're buying something that looks like it, that, you know, it's all for presentation purposes. It's not for actual consumption. And that sort of, I think there is a market here for fake alcohol, not so much that it's they're, yeah, it is. They're basically trying to create a representation of it without paying the actual cost of it. I mean, yeah, the types of alcohol that they have on display are all the top line or some of the top line stuff. Some of the, again, it looks like a club. It looks like a bar that you can go in there and get a drink, but I don't see them serving them and I'm not sure if like if I walked in as a foreigner and said could I get a double scotch please if they would pour it for you they might pour it for you and take your money but whether or not it's real again I think you're taking your chances all that is to say is that two things right there there is a market for fake fake alcohol or uh, bottles with that look like real alcohol but aren't uh, and that some of the hairstylist places are more have a lot of um flash and not so much bang so the thing with these these uh chain stores is that they do look very flashy and i'm sure if dare i say it if you're a woman and you go in there you could get a decent hair treatment stylist even from the guys and they will know pretty much what to do but if you're a guy with a beard and you want like a standard I don't know hipster haircut, for example, uh, and a you know a beard trim. They don't do beards. They have no idea how to cut a beard, how to trim a beard. I mean, I've never. No, I, I don't think I've ever tried to give them a picture of one, like a, like how I want it trimmed. But even then, you can't just you can't tell them just clean up the beard. They won't understand how to trim the beard. So with these. Chinese places. I mean, there's Mubei, I used to go there for a bit. Uh, There's another one that's uh, pretty famous. I can't remember, but in my my district, there's a lot of these hairstylists and these uh, nail places, but those are a little bit different because they don't do uh, hair. But I'll tell you, the the hairstylists or the shops that you think should know how to trim a beard because of the presentation of their, their store, they don't. All that has to say, this guy that I go to, whose name is Ahmed Excellence. Yes, he is Muslim. He's from Egypt, and uh, he's one of the probably the best hairstylists, not the hairstylist, best barbers, best haircutters. Uh, he's, he's a generic term. Yeah, he's a, one of the best haircutters uh, I've ever had, on par with the Italian guy, the old Italian guy back in my hometown, who only charged fifteen dollars. Not the eight dollar guy. The eight dollar guy actually took over the shop from. The actual guy named Phil, and I don't know what happened there, but the new guy was a bit more rough. And even my dad was like, Yeah, he pulls at your hair too much, it's too rough. It's not, it's, I only go there because it's $8. <laughs> Whereas this guy here in uh, Beijing, I pay substantially more than $8. Uh, it'd be 200 koi because he trims the beard as well, so it's $40 Canadian basically is what I'm paying. And I, I have this sort of policy that, yeah, I'm only going to go about every six weeks or so because that's, that's my budget for my hair. Now, you might wonder, why don't you just shave your head again, Steve? Why don't you just trim your beard at home? I'll tell you, you can't. I mean, you can, but then it doesn't look as clean as it does when someone else does your hair, as some, especially when someone else does your beard. I do think that he cuts the beard a little bit awkward, especially on my, my, my neck. Like as if it's, I, I think, cause he, <clears throat> sorry, I think cause he looks from it at one way and to me it looks crooked. Now it might just be my face. I'm not entirely sure. One second here. <clears throat> All right. That's better. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he, he sees it as being, uh, as, as being symmetrical I see it as being not symmetrical, but again, I think it might just be, I don't know. Uh, it looks different to me. Uh, he says it's fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm... He, he probably has a better look at it than I do anyway. Uh, but he does it, he also uh, shaves, like he'll uh, clean up with a, a straight edge, basically. So he, he's very precise and he takes his time. Uh, and I've started to Request that he only use scissors and this is the other big thing about getting a haircut in china and beijing that if you were to come here especially as a man i've noticed that they do this because you look at the chinese haircut um the, the, and it's it's very it's almost military and i'm not sure if this is the same style <clears throat> uh, around the world uh like if guys get the same sort of you, you know how that the like the U.S. Army or the Army personnel usually have a certain type of haircut, right? So the the sides are shaved, the back is shaved, and then, you know, there's a little bit of uh, growth on top. Now, the Chinese haircut is a bit longer than that. But the idea is that you use clippers to quickly shave the sides. And it takes like a matter of seconds. Zim, 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 zim. And the, the sides and the back are done. And then you start sort of s- styling uh, up top. I don't like that it bothers me and one of the reasons is because i on part of my head i think the hair grows out different it just never grows out the way that it looks it it looks poofy more than it does anything else so it's a small little complaint that i have about it mostly to do with the own shape my you know the shape of my own head uh but they do this all over the place i mean you it would be tough to find a barber or uh, a Chinese haircut place that uses scissors exclusively. Now they do texture your hair in some of these places. uh, So they use those those jagged scissors, uh, which is pretty common in most hairstylist shops, uh, as far as I can tell. This, the Egyptian guy, Ahmed, he doesn't. He's like, no, I'll just get a cut like this. He cuts it at an angle and stuff like that. So it looks okay. Um, and I think he also sort of appreciates the fact that I don't need a very bizarre uh, haircut. It's pretty, he, you like the classic look, do you? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I like. Let's just keep it nice and simple, basically. Um, that being the case, I have seen pictures of what he does for other clients. And like he gets in there with uh, you know, those, those fine hair trimmers and things like that. And he will stylize patterns into people's haircuts if if they want that sort of thing. Like he'll, he'll take the time. So yeah, I don't need to use that. I don't really want to. I just prefer the, the scissors. So this one, I think, looks pretty good. Uh, and like I said, he does beards. He, yeah, he does beards and he, he takes his time with his beards, uh, doing the beards as well. He has a beard, right? So that's kind of how you know you can trust the guy. He has a beard too and it looks good. Uh, he has dyed hair, so you know, okay, also he is able to deal with coloring and stuff like that. So uh, as far as I know, he only has men and that's because he is Muslim, uh, as far as I know. Uh, I'm not sure if there's another reason, um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, You know, for 200 kuai, for 40 bucks, uh, you know, it sounds like a lot, but uh, I think it's worth it for what it is. Anyway, that's a long spiel about haircuts in Beijing and in China. I hope you guys had a chance to uh, check out the blog feed this weekend. I know I, uh, uh, I think I didn't post it until Sunday night. Maybe it was Saturday. It was Sunday. But I posted the full week uh, of all last week's episodes into one file. So you can download it, you can listen to it all at once. Um, I didn't take out any of the timestamps or anything. I was going to finagle with it, but I'm like, you know what, just publish it. We'll see if anyone cares. Um, and it's, you know, it's easier for me as well. I was also working on a YouTube version of the, uh, this audio blog. Just, I don't know. Some people like to listen. I listen to stuff on YouTube as well. Uh, not that it's my go-to place for uh, audio files at all. Uh I think it's something I'll probably keep on doing as well. So um, yeah, look out for that a little bit more. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, this has gone on a little bit longer than I thought it would be about haircuts. But just in case you wanted to know about what it's like to get a haircut in China, there you go. That's it. Anyway, beginning of the week here. You guys enjoy your weekend, your extended weekend, your long weekend uh, in Canada and around the world. Uh, if you're uh, celebrating a Labor Day, the Labor Day. And here in china it's back to work it looks like it's going to be a slow month but that's okay i got things to do hope you do too we'll talk again thanks for listening bye bye all right well it's uh tuesday september 7 2021. Already and getting closer to that day of my life when I celebrate another year around the sun, uh, the weather has substantially cooled off. It's it's in the time of the season now in Beijing where it's wonderful to, to, uh, to visit if uh, you get a chance. Although I'm, uh, from what I understand, it's easy to get out of China, but it's very difficult to come back in. Uh, and I was actually talking to um, my, f- my one of my Chinese teachers last year or last week, and she's in Cambodia now. And of all things, there you go. He's, he, I mean, just hold. <laughs> right. Um, so she's in Cambodia right now, and she's working online teaching uh, students uh, Chinese. I guess she has enough uh, uh, enough clients to. Uh, pay for her rent there, she's renting an apartment, and then also to pay for her mortgage here in China. I'm not sure how much her mortgage is, I'm not sure if she's getting help in any way, but uh, (laughs) wasn't that my goal 10 years ago, five years ago, was to be living and working online anywhere in the world basically, and here she is, she was able to do it. So now granted she's in Cambodia, She said it was easy to get out, but uh, getting back into China can be difficult because there are no flights. For her, it would be easy to repatriate, but for someone like me, it gets more dicey because I only have a work permit, but I have a foreign passport, so it becomes a little bit more tricky to navigate the uh, necessary paperwork uh, involved in coming back. So, that being the case, if I were to leave China, I would have to do so with the knowledge that I might not be able to come back as uh, as soon as I'd like to. But anyway, it's kind of neat that uh, she is in Cambodia and able to uh, work online and uh, keep the money coming in and, you know, support her life in China. But yeah, she, she left in May and she's like, I don't need to be in Beijing. There's why I don't need to be here. Why do I need to be here? Well, I'll, I'll just go on vacation. She's actually thinking about uh, changing uh, locations very soon. I suggested she go to Myanmar, but I think visas are difficult to get there. Uh, But I I suspect it's going to be Thailand or Laos. Laos was also a very good place, a very peaceful, but I'm not sure about the internet connections over there. Uh, But yeah, I mean, anywhere in Southeast Asia, cheap and uh, very peaceful, very natural. Um, You you can live a pretty good life on a very low cost uh, that... That's for sure. The other thing I suggested for her was to actually set up a website, as I don't think she has. My other, my, my current Chinese teacher does. Uh, she has a website that uh, she's actually been thinking about expanding a little bit more. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they're all... I guess the Chinese language is in demand to be learned. That being the case, today I was able to spend oh good two hours, again, in contact with the language... Um, Basic approach is uh, getting up at 6. I'm out of bed at 6.30. I'm out the door a little bit later on. And on my walk, I do 20 minutes of character study. So I study 20 to 25 minutes. I go to Tim's now because I have so many points. I get free coffees. Uh, So I've been drinking free coffee. Not that I feel the need to go there, but it's a 10-minute walk from my apartment to... The, the To Tims, uh, which is right by the subway station, so I do one lap in my compound, one lap over there, and then one lap back, and that's a thirty minute walk all over and I do my my vocab along the way once i 'm at Tim's, I do fifteen to twenty minutes of concentrated uh, listening, so I just I turn on my uh, the radio and I put my headphones in and I just listen to and I try to make out as many words as I can. I find it helps uh, it's getting a little bit easier. I've started listening to other I don't listen to the same business podcast all the time. Cause I've found, and I mentioned this before, that my difficulty in talking to other people is that I don't understand what they're saying. And I suspect part of this has to deal with their accent and then or just their sort of way of saying things, which is different from the I guess the broadcast standard Mandarin Chinese that is spoken on the national news networks which is what i've been listening to so now i'm looking i'm seeking out and listening to podcasts that are put on by the people by people who aren't necessarily uh, employed just by the uh, state broadcaster so i it's my hope that this works out It's my hope that this will expose me to a few more pronunciation variations and then that way hopefully i'll be able to understand more people in general anyway once i get back uh again i've been reading again that's about 20 to 25 minutes concentrated reading uh sometimes with the dictionaries although it's getting easier without and then after that i spend another 25 minutes reading out loud and i find i just i concentrated on my pronunciation uh in that case so i have a bunch of short stories which the one i'm reading now is very really kind of sad i mean it opens up with um, this This young girl who lives in a village, uh, her poor peasant family, basically, and uh, she 's blinded at like the age of like ten or something because her older brother gets into a fight with a couple of other kids and they 're all like swinging reeds or sticks at each other, and I guess she gets poked in the eye or sand gets in her eye, and she can 't see anymore I mean not to mention that her her father 's a piece of shit and doesn 't really help the family either so it's, oh, wow. I mean, not the most in, uplifting story I've, I've read in, in Chinese, to tell you the truth. But this is part of the collection of, uh, it's the graded reader that I have. And uh, they're they're good because they are authentic stories by Chinese writers. But they are scaled down or graded, as it were, for certain levels. And so this is the uh, 1500 word um, graded reader, so it's roughly where I am in terms of HSK4, HSK5. Uh, again, probably a middle school student reading capability. It still has the pinion in the book, which is what I read, because again, I am focusing on pronunciation when I'm reading out loud. The other thing I was able to do today was write out for 30 minutes my class notes, which again, I do basically just to uh, practice character writing to practice to make it a little bit easier and mindless in terms of you know when I read a character when I see a character when I hear a character I want to be able to write it without thinking about all the components that are involved in it so it's a, um, I guess it's one of those simple things that everybody else who's grown up with the language takes for granted we take it for granted in English uh, same thing like how do you, how do you spell enough right (laughs) go ahead and think about that but if you're a a language learner could it be inug or is it enough how why is the gh and f all of a sudden likewise with chinese i mean with the uh, different characters that some of them look similar but they're pronounced differently uh and the tones i mean I, i can't write pinyin tones very well but i can i am practicing writing the characters uh as i go along so that's what i was able to do in the morning and in the afternoon today was actually very productive because i was able to sit down and finally go through some of uh the old blog posts i made for may you make your movie and i was able to upload a bunch of screenshots a bunch of pictures and another um sort of behind the scenes video of one of them uh for the donut render actually so that was good because there was about three of them I got through today uh, that I was able to just kind of clear up and get all those screenshots and those photos and uh, get the explanations posted on my website. You can still find this project listed. May you make your movie. It's on my website. It's on the top title uh, title page right now. Uh, currently, I might take it down uh, shortly as I'll make room for other projects that are uh, coming, f- uh, coming forth in the next couple of months, I guess. Uh, but yeah. I was able to do that, and I don't know about you, how often do you clean your cell phone or your desktop? You think about it, I mean, with a normal desk, you can normally see how much dust and crap and pens and papers that you haven't you haven't looked at for ages, and that book that you were reading that, oh, I'll get right back to it, I'll just, and then you don't get back to it for three months, and there's a layer of dust on top of it. Um, so I spent some time today actually going through my computer desktop and then also my phone storage just starting to pilfer some of the things one of the things about having um, uh, this new web this new uh, phone is that it has such large storage capacity that I'm not really even thinking about it anymore Uh, that uh, I just kind of keep on taking pictures and videos and uh, downloading things that I don't have to clean it off uh, or clean it up as much as I had to with the old phone it's it's fantastic It is a security hazard because if I were to lose my phone or drop it or break it or whatever, I'd lose all the stuff. So I do have to actually sit down and uh, basically clean off a lot of the videos, clean off the pictures, clean off all some of the old video, uh, the files and stuff like that. Now, I know some of you are probably saying, well, why don't you just upload it to the cloud? I don't know about you. I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. They might say that they're... I know Apple's in the the, the uh, news recently about their scanning technology, but even still, I don't like the idea of having, especially as a creative, where I take pictures um, of anything. And I, to me, it's more like, a, almost like a copyright violation, uploading it to a cloud, which can then be hacked or accessed by someone else. So I don't like uploading things to uh, uh, the cloud automatically. I like to uh, sort of, have my choice over it uh but uh that that being the case i do understand why a lot of people would actually enjoy that sort of feature um but yeah so that was my basically my whole afternoon was uh, cleaning i spent about six hours uploading pictures to the website uh and uh cleaning up those few blog posts cleaning up the phone cleaning up the desktop so uh it's it was good it was it's a productive day of digital cleanse i guess you could call it uh i was able to Get quite a few things done. Uh, the one little thing I was working on this weekend that I forgot to mention yesterday um, was that I was actually trying to soundtrack uh, some of the the videos that I made recently, and I was sort of playing with the, playing around with the GarageBand sampler and the uh, and the uh, the synth. So I came up with something. It's kind of rough, but uh, it, I don't think I'd put this on an album. But uh, certainly something interesting to look at. So I've attached it today uh, to today's episode. You can have a listen. Uh, Let me know what you think, if it's any good. Maybe it'll bring a smile to your face. If anyone's like, well, I could do that. I'd like to see you try. Go ahead, tag me in it if you want to. Go for it. And other than that, the other uh, thing that I got going on tonight is I'm going to have vreniki, or pierogies, and kubusai. Found some on the weekend, finally. Uh, It was at one of these Russian... Uh, magazines, magazines. Uh, one of the Russian shops that is located, where would you say, it? it's uh, near Jungleman, I guess, uh, not too far away from my place, but far enough that it's a bicycle ride, and far enough that I don't think I'd go there very often if I didn't have to, anyway, I found some, so I bought some, I got some uh, pierogies, and I think I'm going to cook those up tonight for dinner, the healthiest of healthies, right, <laughs> anyway, I hope you uh, guys are doing well Tuesday, already and Labor Day is over so you guys are back to work and back to school. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. I start recording. Uh, September 8th, 2021. It's Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Uh, Work has been rather slow, so I've been at home doing some stuff around here. Um, And following up on yesterday's rather productive day, I wasn't as productive in terms of creativity today. But in terms of my Chinese studies, it was actually kind of productive. Um, So, In my uh, normal, my typical fashion, in the morning, I went out um, and on my walk, I was reviewing Chinese characters, uh, which, I actually, I just realized now that the Chinese characters that I'm doing now, I'd actually started learning uh, at the end of last year. If you remember, uh, I had posted about uh, starting the HSK5 books at the end of last year, and I managed to get through about 13 chapters, 13 units or so, Thirteen chapters, thirteen lessons. Anyway, on my own uh, before stopping those books and then continuing on with my uh, my teacher on on using a different textbook. So that being the case, um, the characters that I'm learning now are from all uh, all within that first group. So on the in the textbooks, I got up to uh, lesson thirteen, and here using the memorize app. I am now on Lesson 6. I do feel a lot more comfortable with the characters now than I did back uh, in last year. So this might actually be just one of those things that happens when you learn a language that your brain just has to get used to it over time. uh, And then it just clicks. And all of a sudden, when you see it, you're like, well, that must mean this. That must sound like that. Uh, And I've noticed that this happens in Fits and Starts. Uh, in stages basically in uh in in my chinese study so i'm looking at this now and thinking well taking the H- hsk 5 test isn't unreasonable by you know the beginning of next year uh, i want to say it could be a first attempt i hope it's the only attempt because i don't really want to take it too often to tell you the truth um th- the reason being is because i want it to be i want to be so good at I want to know the material so well that once I go in it's like the end of the semester basically I don't have I want I don't want to have to repeat the grade even though uh, it doesn't matter if I write it two three 17 times and it no one cares they'll, they'll still take my money right um, so that's what I've sort of been looking at and, and preparing for and it's not just the characters I do have to work on the grammar structures I know that uh, so that is going to be one thing that I have to uh, solidify before I actually get into, uh, or uh, as the, the the test date gets closer. As it stands, um, I mean, I really want to get through these characters as soon as possible. So there's, I'm not sure if there's 2,500 or 1,200, I think it's 2,500 new words and characters, words and characters, which is important because there are some new words that consist of characters that I would have already learned at HSK-4, uh, which I, I believe I've mentioned a couple times before. So that is sort of the plan is to get so good at these characters. Uh, and then with the extensive reading that I'm doing, that also contributes to understanding a bit more of how a Chinese sentence is constructed. So that when I go into the test and I see a bunch of characters laid out in front of me, the natural reaction will be okay. Well, I've seen it like this before, so that this must be the structure. These this character must go here, there, and there, right? So that that's that's the idea I have going through my head uh, in preparing uh, this way. The other thing I did today, um, and this was actually kind of I've never done this before, uh, blocked off so much time. I don't really watch movies very often because I'm spending so much time studying it, uh, everything else I'm studying, but. There was a list of um, movies, I guess and I think it was compiled by that's Beijing or the Beijing or one of the two one of the the foreign uh, like expat friendly magazines uh, and they published a hundred movies a hundred movies from the mainland that you sh- you should watch that it's it 's like the same thing as like the top one hundred movies from uh, whatever else, uh, like the the Screen Awards or the Oscars or whatever, right? Or IMDb 100. So uh, this was the top 100 mainline movies that you should watch, or you, you uh, to have a better understanding of uh, cinematic history in in China. So today I watched a movie called Let the Bullets Fly, and in Chinese it's called Rong Dan Fei, uh, and it's just over two hours long. And let's see, I think it's listed as at number 28. My girlfriend gave me this list. She gave me these movies, actually, a whole bunch of them. Um, and so it's listed at number 28. Stars a bunch of famous people. Like, if you saw this movie, you'd probably recognize two of them right off the bat. One of them, I, I see him, and he's he's pretty well known in the mainland. Uh, and that would be, uh, what's his name? Wen Jiang. Uh, Jiang Wen is his name. Uh, and he's been in a, a, quite a few movies recently over the uh, the last few years. The other guy is Chow Yun Fat, and I'm sure you've heard of that name or at least seen him before, uh, as he's been in a, a lot of different movies. I'm just taking a look at the IMDb page for it right now. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good movie, um, a little bit bizarre, and I can I can. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, here. So Wen Jiang, uh, who plays Pocky Jung, Pocky, like his his face is pockmarked. He goes by this name. Um, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So he was in there. That's where he was. Uh, he was from. Uh, so that's might might be where you recognize him as well. Uh, and then uh, Chow Yun Fat. Yeah, he is um, one of these guys that worked with. Uh, Hong Kong director John Woo, so uh, yeah, he's also pretty. He, he you'll recognize his face uh, when, uh, once you see it. Um, but so at over two two hours, I was thinking like, do, do I have enough time to commit to watching this movie? Because what I, if I wasn't going to write out my class notes, if I wasn't going to read my book, if I wasn't going to focus on grammar, I want to watch this movie and read the characters, but like the the subtitles basically. I could follow along a lot of the characters I could recognize uh, I'd say about eighty percent and a lot uh, about five percent of them were actually new characters that I had just learned with, going through these Hsk5 um, vocab in the morning basically like literally I just saw I just went through um, the character in, uh, during my morning vocabulary session on my walk and then I see it popping up here in use in a movie so um, and this is one of the reasons why a lot of people, uh, especially language learners, um, they promote the idea of extensive watching, extensive reading, and listening, um, and and talking as well to, a, to an extent, but a lot of extensive use of the language, where you're not focusing necessarily on the language, but you're just being in contact with it. Watching movies is one way, and with... Um, <laughs> Uh, a language like Chinese where it is uh, character based and you can't tell the sound of the character based on the, the the character itself you need to be instructed you need to be told what the sound is um, so with this I mean it's you following along with the subtitles in Chinese is a little bit more difficult than it would be in another language that has an alphabet that you can become familiarized with prior uh beforehand so that being the case, I mean, I watched this whole thing and I finished just before one. So I started it at like 10.30 or so. Uh, and the reason it took me a little bit longer was because I was pausing it and writing down some of the characters that kept on popping up. Um, so oh, I can't even... Oh, I didn't write down the pinyin, so not like I can remember a lot of them. Uh, there was Fu Sao. There is. Xianchang, Ke Pa, there is Zhu uh, uh, Xin, Ma Zhe, there's another one, Qiong Ren, there's like poor people, and then, oh yeah, there's a bunch of them, and Jing and Xi is surprised, pleasantly surprised, so there's a bunch of these, oh, and Gong Ping, this is another one, so fair, fair and equitable, basically, Gong Ping, uh, is another word I was I was looking up. I will put these characters in the uh, little write up for this this episode, so you can take a look at them. Um, but yeah, so it was a bit of a vocabulary building exercise for me as well. Once I was done the movie, I like <laughs> I was tired. <laughs> I mean, I was literally tired. i but I wasn't like physically tired. I'm, I'm sitting there going, "Wow, I've, I'm so knackered. What? I feel as if like." as if i have just been focusing so much on something. And in thinking about it, it's like because I was reading every single character, I was following along with what they were saying throughout that movie for two hours. So it was, for all all intents and purposes, a very intensive movie-watching experience. I don't think I've ever watched a movie that that closely before. Uh, And... I don't think I've ever watched a full Chinese movie uh, like this, um, where I focused only on the characters and uh, like understanding the story. Now, this movie, it's, a, it's actually a pretty good movie. It was a bit Tarantino-esque in the way that they sliced and diced the storyline, uh, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't understand a lot of why they were jumping around so much. Um, the basic premise is that there is this group of bandits that wear these masks that have dots on them. And I guess those dots represent marks, And so they're known as... One of the... The bandit leader of this group is known as Pockmark, whatever, like Mr. Pockmark, basically. And so that's who uh, this guy is, Pocky Zhang. It's His name comes from wearing these masks. Uh, even though, like, his face in the movie is... is Clean, like it's very clear. Um, but with that, it's there they seem to be bandits attacking uh like government officials. Like uh, and so it doesn't take place in the present day, it takes place back like uh back in the 60s or 70s, maybe yeah, 70s, 60s, maybe 50s, a time before cell phones. Horses, horse drawn carriages, things like that, shotguns that uh, maybe in the nineteen, maybe earlier than that. uh, Oh, there it says 1920s China. (laughs) I guess I could have just read that. Uh, Let's see. So the description is 1920s China a bandit arrives in a remote provincial town posing as its new mayor where he faces off against a tyrannical local nobleman. All right, so that kind of makes a little bit more sense <laughs> what was happening. Um, but even still, why they were jumping around with all of the, uh, the the action, I don't really understand. It was funny at times, like, like actually generally, generally funny. Um, the effects were decent. Like it was well, it wasn't like a cheap production at all. It was well done. The one thing that you'll probably notice if you do watch it, is that the subtitles will be off, or sorry, the, the voiceovers will be off. So they folded a lot of the stuff, and this is like a hallmark of Chinese movies, where they record set sound, and then they go over it again, and they record Foley sound, which is just additional dialogue recorded in the studio after the movie's been shot. And I don't know why they do it, why don't they just capture the set sound and use that? Uh, but uh, it was, that was the way it does, so it has that sort of disjointed They're speaking, but the lips aren't always moving up with the sound. So good thing you have the subtitles to follow along as well. I see here it says it it won 28 awards and 38 nominations. Uh, I'm not sure which ones it had though. Uh, Asian Film Awards, top grossing Asian film. Asian Pacific, did it win any Western? A lot of Asian film uh, awards. China Film Directors Guild Awards winner. China Film Directors Award. Golden Horse Film Festival, Hong Kong Film Awards, it won for Best Costumes, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Actor for Wenjiang, um, and Yoga. Yeah, so it won a bunch of uh, movies, uh, a bunch of awards, mostly in Asia and in China. Uh, But yeah, I'm sure if you looked for it, you could probably find a subtitle, like an English subtitled version. Well worth it. It was an interesting experience to sit down and spend two hours of my life literally watching a Chinese movie as part of my my studies. So this gets me thinking, can I do this for Russian as well? Now I have to find something to watch in Russian. I have a lot more Russian books than I do uh, Russian movies. Uh, but yeah, so I'm not sure if you guys have ever tried to do that before, watching a movie or like, watching a TV sh- uh, series. I know a lot of my students always say that like, what taught them the most English was sitting down to watch a TV series and usually it's friends. Uh, nowadays it seems to be Rick and Morty. Um, but that's what they do is that they just watch these shows over and over and over again. And they be they're fans, but they, they're fans because they're students of the, you know, of the, of the whole TV series of the language that they're using. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Funny enough, they don't actually watch like shows like Family Guy. I wonder why. Uh, sometimes humor doesn't uh, convey across borders very well. So, yeah, that was an interesting uh, experience today. Anyway, uh, so I've gone on about this uh, movie, Let the Bullets Fly. Uh, again, uh, what was it? Dan Danfei in uh, Chinese Highly recommend it. Uh, Take a look at it, see what you say, uh, see what you think, and why not expose yourself to to some of the, uh, the Chinese cinema out there. All right, I'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. We will talk again. Have a great day. Bye bye. Oh, when things don't go according to plan, or rather when you wake up and you find out that the weather's going to be a bit crappy, at least for the first while. It's Thursday, September 9th, 2021, and I woke up to a thunderstorm this morning. Um, Now, normally this shouldn't bother you, I guess, Uh, especially if you have rain gear ready, which I guess most normal people would probably have, but I don't. Not to be daunted, uh, getting up, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just... uh, I'll go out for a walk anyway. It doesn't matter. I'll just bring an umbrella. Yeah, it started pouring once I was about halfway through uh, the first lap, so my uh, shoes got soaked. I ended up stopping in one of the buildings thinking that it would uh, end rather quickly, but uh, it didn't. It kept on going. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll, since I'm soaked, I'll just continue on. Uh, and there was a, an elderly lady, you know, just doing her laps. She didn't care. She wasn't wearing a head covering, but she had rain gear on. She was doing what she normally does, I guess, in the morning. Um, but I ended up doing my 30 minutes of walking in the basement uh, of my, uh, or the first floor of my uh, my building, because I, just, I wasn't able to hold an umbrella, uh, walk, and then study my characters at the same time and basically the important thing was to get the exercise in and to get the characters studied so I did that uh, although I didn't walk as a as a at a as quick of a pace as normal that I guess doesn't really matter the important thing was to uh, get the Chinese characters done uh, before breakfast basically that's my that's my goal uh, and then yeah after that I wasn't able to do very much uh, Russian either Uh... My breakfast was interesting, I got Pop-Tarts. Now this, (laughs) I'm not sure if you guys have Pop-Tarts very often. Um, They're not healthy at all, they're lots of sugar, lots of carbs. But this kind of, I think this threw my morning off to tell you the truth, because, I mean I had my normal bacon and eggs, okay, but then I'm like, wow, I got these Pop-Tarts. And I mean like, do you you have one Pop-Tart? No you don't have one Pop-Tart, you have two. But I had two flavors, so I'm like, well I'll try them both. So I mean that's like I think it's 800 calories or 400 cal- I can't remember how many cal- it's a lot of calories right away but uh it it just weighed me down and I felt very groggy after that so I'm not sure if it was because it's because of the change of weather or it was because of the pop tarts or because I didn't caffeinate early enough I'm not sure but uh yeah I was kind of drowsy after having them so uh, I don't know. Maybe tomorrow I won't have as many, or I just won't have them at all. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I haven't had popsicles in a very in a very long time. They only have two flavors at the uh, the store uh, near my my house, and it's like they have frosted strawberry and unfrosted strawberry. That's it. And they're they're kind of expensive. They're 45 quai. So divide that by five. It's nine dollars for a box of six. I mean. I don't recall them ever being that expensive. So, of course, I I, I get on the internet and I do some research about uh, Pop-Tarts. And sure enough, there's all sorts of other flavors uh, that are no more healthy than the strawberry version that you can get. And I didn't realize uh, that a lot of these uh, gummy t- sort of uh, textured uh, pastries and and products have gelatin, which is derived from animal... Uh, cartilage, I guess it is, or some 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 parts of animal, uh, some different parts of animals, and so the result is that they're actually not halal. Like Muslims can't eat a lot of these foods because uh, they uh, they uh, might contain traces of pork products. Uh, likewise, uh, what was the other thing that uh, they had? Like Muslims and Jews, uh, but uh, there they was also there was another thing that they had. I mean, that's. They have lots of sugar, right, and very little uh, nutritional content at all. Uh, but uh, I, I can't lie; I mean, reading about all the different flavors that are available, I'm I'm almost I almost feel restricted in uh, my choice of Pop Tarts. Uh, anyway, not like I need to eat this stuff very much anyway. Uh, but yeah, so that was my big uh, big thing today. But that being the case, it threw me off. I wasn't able to concentrate on my Russian studies as much. Uh, I did get some. Uh, 25 minutes done of doing some uh, Duolingo work there some verb uh, studies and then the other thing I mentioned I was gonna watch a movie and just I, des- I decided not to there's two reasons for this number one um, I want to finally print off one of the uh, Russian tests that I have and take a look through it so I was able to do that uh, it's the a1 test uh, so it's very still low-level no, A1 or A2, I can't remember. Uh, but I got it from the St. Petersburg University of uh, Languages, I believe it's called. And so I printed that out. It's 26 pages double-sided, 27 pages. So tomorrow, the goal is to to be to go through that. It's going to be to, to go through that test and see how much I'm able to actually do on my own. Uh, and I, they gave me the answer key as well, so I can check that out afterwards. So, I mean, that's my current sort of set up right now given the fact that work is rather slow you know I get up I do my Chinese characters right away on my walk Um, I listen to some Chinese radio and then I get into uh, Russian grammar Russian verbs and then Russian radio as well and then tomorrow will be the uh, the, that that mock test or that uh, practice test so that's what I'm hoping uh, to get done Uh, the other thing that um, had me busy this morning Uh, was I was doing some app research. Now, as you know, I I do some media stuff from time to time, like video and audio and uh, and things like that. And with all this wonderful technology we have, it's very easy to say that you can find an app for that or that you can uh, do just about anything uh, that your computer can do on your cell phone. And it's true, my phone can do video editing, but it's horribly slow uh, to the point where the time it takes to import into the video editor I could have it all set up and ready to go on my computer in the same amount of time if I had my computer around me if I didn't then I, I mean I guess I could use my phone the problem with a lot of these free apps is that they require you to sign up which I don't want to be giving out email addresses that I don't have to uh, second of all it's uh, an usually another issue with, like, connectivity, whether it's a VPN or just in, in, in general, um, whether or not they have to uh, connect through, like, if they're able to go through the Chinese connection or through a foreign connection. And then the other issue is that uh, you don't know what sort of data that they're they're tracking you on. So, and this has become a bit more of a concern as of late. Uh, so, and with all that, I mean, it take up room on your phone, you don't know what else they're storing, what they're, where they're uh, like, how much room they're going to take up. So it's kind of like you you get all these these files or these programs, and they don't do anything for you. So this morning I actually was able to find a few more that uh, I thought were actually quite useful, uh, much more useful than what I found before. One was called AudioLab, uh, so that's the one. This is one that will do MP3 conversion. So before I was mentioning that uh, it'd be great to have a, an app that can convert from Wave to MP3 without going onto my, my computer. And so I found that. Uh, so AudioLab was the one that was uh, seems to be a decent app for that. Um, the other one I'm looking at, just finding it here... Uh, Band Lab. Oh, I thought about doing this. This was, this is like a social media for musicians, basically. Um, I thought about getting involved with it. The, I don't know if I will. It sounds like a good idea like to put your projects up to work on. But, I mean, for, for me, like I'm horribly disorganized most of the time that uh, it's very difficult for me to sort of uh, coordinate with anybody else unless there's like a specific end game uh in mind like, and if there isn't then you know it just becomes an open-ended project and when when does the project actually finish right i mean so how do you, how do you call it uh call it quits so i've thought about it i signed up for an account again using another email address uh but uh we'll see how that one plays out so uh, that was that band lab was that one Uh, The two others, three others actually I got, were uh, Chord Tracker from Yamaha and Dolby On, I think, or Dolby Op. And these are, they help you recognize the chords of a song. And the thinking here is that if I'm able to recognize the chords of a song and have them written down, I can take those chords and then plug them into a MIDI controller and then use a software instrument to play those MIDI notes. That's the idea I have. That's how I was thinking about starting to soundtrack some of the different things, at least, or at least expanding my ability to soundtrack uh, the different videos. Uh, The other one I got was N-Track Studio. I've used their their PC program years ago and I thought it was pretty good. I thought the app would be good, but it's a little bit complicated to be using on such a small screen, so it might be better suited for an iPad or for a tablet. But the other issue is that you have to subscribe for a bunch of things, for a bunch of sounds, that it doesn't work because it's not set up to pay for subscriptions yet. Not that I really want to be paying for subscriptions anyway. And I remember N-Track was one of the better audio workstations that had a good setup for samples uh, so that's uh, that's something that, it, it used to be a good app I'm not sure, it, it, at first look at uh, first use today, it seemed a little bit more complicated than I want to uh, invest a lot of time into, so I'm not sure if that one's going to work out did I find anything else? I don't think that I think that was it uh, just looking through yeah, and yeah audio way audio lab audio lab was the good one because that one I was it wasn't just uh, for mp3 conversion but I could create videos from like an image and a sound file and this is something I've been wanting to do uh, is actually to take this I was thinking about this this is an idea taking these audio blogs putting a picture onto them and then putting them onto YouTube or into other uh, video services, just as a, I guess, another means of preservation and access uh, for my own records, <laughs> basically, but um, I'm starting to think, well, why would I do that when I could just create a video of it? But I'll tell you, the this audio blog is not meant to be watching me, watching a face yak about a bunch of du- uh, different things. Uh, how... The only reason why you'd watch a talking head is if they're explaining something to you uh, and showing you something. But podcasts and audio blogs uh, have a bit more of a, have a bit of a different aim in that they're meant to be put on in the background. Uh, so if you have 15 minutes, an hour to kill, uh, you just listen to it. You don't have to stop what you're doing and watch and concentrate or pay attention to what they're showing you. So that, I mean... I was thinking about it, but I do know that uh, some people... I use YouTube as well for music and for listening, but... um, I mean, I'm not sure if I would be playing YouTube with a video that doesn't show me anything, right? So, it was an idea. I've been thinking about it. I'm not sure if I'm going to uh, utilize it just yet. Uh, And then, yeah, the birthday gifts started already... Uh, My girlfriend got me a massage gun, uh, which I guess she, I think she actually wanted to buy it more for her because uh, she does a lot of standing for her job, so she wants to massage her feet. But these things are actually pretty good. Uh, It's percussion therapy, which they're not a complete solution uh, to any sort of issues that you have with your muscles uh, or, or joints. But what they're good for is that uh, they say there's, they, they uh, stimulate blood flow. I I guess, maybe. Uh, I thought it more stimulated the... Uh, I want to say crushing, but that's the wrong word. The, uh, the, the hitting, the striking, the breaking up of the muscles uh, that uh, rollers will do. Not just foam rollers, but the, like, but the spiky rollers. So with that in mind... Uh, you're able to actually target some areas that are a bit more difficult to get if you were relying on more manual methods. That being the case, these guns, these, this massage gun, I got the Huawei one, the smokey I don't know why they called it smooky. But uh, they, uh, you can, you have to hold it and it moves and it shakes your whole body. So you have to kind of press it into yourself uh, in a, ma- in an, so you, not only are you trying to relax the muscle that you're trying to massage, but then you're tensing your arm because you got to push, apply pressure uh, with the uh, the gun activating. Especially as you go up the levels, there's three levels of pressure that it can uh, exert or, or, or speed um, that uh, it can get. A little bit much but uh, overall it's, it's not, a, not a bad tool at all it's i uh, I've been using it uh, it's it's been good apparently you're not supposed to use it all the time uh, like not every day or something like that but uh, uh, it's good to um, reach some of the spots that are a bit more difficult to get uh, in in other ways so yeah been using that and yeah I guess it is uh, the birthday coming up another you know, spin around the Sun oh well it's been good I guess I uh, can't complain too much. If I did, then people would just say I'm complaining, right? Isn't that uh, what normally happens? Anyway, I'll leave it there. Uh, not much else going on. I have no plans for my birthday. Uh, usually I kind of keep a low profile on my birthday, to tell you the truth. It's uh, one of the days I actually kind of just sit down and go, Wow, really? Again? <laughs> I know. Sounds odd. Anyway, hope you guys are well. Have a good one. Thursday is up. Have a good day. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. Oh, all of a sudden it got humid again. Why? It's September. It's supposed to be cooling off. Anyway, it is Friday, September 10th, 2021. Hope you guys are doing well. I had a pretty good day, not going to lie. Uh, given that sometimes I kind of squirrel away f- from the world on days like today, but uh, whichever. Another, another spin around the sun begins. Um, but yeah, it's oh, the, the big thing today in China is actually... Uh, teacher's day. Same with like South Korea and Japan, I believe. So uh, don't forget to wish your teachers happy teacher's day and a good start to the new year, uh, to the new school year. Uh, and that's usually why I get messages from former students sometimes who are like, oh yeah, there you go. Happy teacher's day. And then they say, oh yeah, happy birthday as well. <laughs> it reminds, uh, reminds they, they are reminded of me because of teacher's day sometimes. How sweet, right? Uh, it was a busy day. I was able to uh, get some Chinese character review in, uh, which is good because uh, I do see it sort of paying off in my uh, day-to-day uh, wanderings and reading notices and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's good to sort of see the progress and experience the progress, I guess you could say. Uh, Same with Russian, got some uh, vocab and grammar studies done. I didn't have class today. Uh, I still haven't signed up for any. That's okay. I'm not in a big rush to start those again just yet. Uh, but I did take a look at the the TOEFL A1. TOEFL is the teaching of Russian as a foreign language test that's uh, used to. It's like a standardized test, just like IELTS or TOEFL. Or uh, uh, there's another one that they have as well, and I can't remember what it is. Um, so any sort of uh, standardized English or standardized language test, it's the same thing, except for Russian. And they have several. Uh, levels for it, <clears throat> and so I'm looking at the uh, to do the elementary one, uh, which is kind of <laughs> kind of defeating to call it that, uh, but it is because uh, I was looking through it. I didn't actually do it today. Uh, I, there was parts. I mean, I, I understood a lot of it or m- much of it, I should say, uh, but there was some parts where I'm like, wow, that's a that's an elementary word, and I don't know what that is. Uh, so there were some places where there were key words that were sort of missing so i wouldn't be able to get the meaning of the uh the sentence uh but be that as may i uh, will look through it anyway i'll, I'll probably go through i'll go through it another day uh, just i had some other things going on in the morning that i had to take care of as well at the same time so i wasn't able to uh, focus on um russian uh so much which is also one of the reasons why I'm not signing up for classes just yet because it does give me that some of that freedom that I need on Fridays to get some other things done. Uh, although starting after next week, I think I'm on vacation for a full month, so i got basically nothing else to do. Uh, I have things to do, it's just that I'm, I'm not sure if I want Russian occupying uh, too much of my time if I can get some other projects done as well. And speaking of projects, this afternoon was spent researching uh, how to implement Python in uh, in a few different ways. So one of the reasons I started studying Python or learning Python um, isn't to switch careers, like change careers or anything like that and become like a programmer or anything like that. It was more to... Because I knew it was a language that could be implemented in quite a few different um, programs, particularly, notably Blender, was one of the uh, programs that you can script in. I never knew how to do this before, and so that's uh, one of the things I was looking at today. Um, I watched some uh, YouTube videos on how to do simple scripts, but it seems that some of it, I mean, let's be honest, all of Blender, it's an open source project, which means all of it is scripted by someone and then cobbled together by a team that makes it all nice and shiny and workable as one cohesive whole. So with that being the case, how do you script something that is usable? Uh, I'm not too worried about making it usable for other people, but for me, and how? what do? I, what are some of the things that I need to uh, learn in order to actually implement different features using Python. So that was one of the things I was looking at today. I was also thinking of whether or not this would actually work with Final Cut Pro. And it turns out that it, it it's, it does, it's no longer the case. Um, it used to be back in the day of Final Cut Pro 6 and things like that, wherein uh, you could do some scripting, you could modify, add or change, manipulate the effects that were in Final Cut using their proprietary scripting software called uh, FX Script. It doesn't seem to be the case anymore. I was looking for some of the uh, the, the drop-downs that old websites have that, the, the, that they say that are in Final Cut and they're not there anymore. Not only that, it seems like with Apple, what they did is that they moved everything from scripting to motion. So, so if you want to change any effects or transitions in Final Cut Pro, then you have to have motion. That, that's sort of what it's, uh, it's meant, to, meant to do. And motion does not seem as uh, development friendly as other programs. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's a very good program the way it works. Um, and I know a lot of people aren't going to be very concerned about it, but um, those who are trying to figure this stuff out, it's uh, one of those things where if you you think you can merge the two, it doesn't look like it's possible. At least I couldn't find it just yet. There was no sort of readily available scripting tab in Motion or in Final Cut. I'm not even sure if there's one in Logic, uh, to tell you the truth. It seems like Apple does want it sort of closed off. uh, And they, let's be honest, they, they provide very good software as it is, so I don't really feel the need to be tinkering with it too much, I'd much much rather focus on the creativity on the output, rather than you know, finagling with some sort of uh, transition or some effect that really, I don't know if it's going to change things too much, so that being the case, I'm going to continue with Python continue with Blender uh, merge those two together, and uh, see how that sort of uh, develops over time um yeah, and so that was basically the afternoon after I got through all of that uh hit my workout which is good I want to get that in uh, if I have the time I go ahead and do them uh, but when I say that when I have the time it's like even if you don't want to do the workout just go do it I finally just go do it because there will be days where you when you can't go do it and so it's better if you just go do it and so that's what I why I did and finally after all that was said and done uh I guess for my birthday dinner... I don't even want to say that word. (laughs) Yeah, for my birthday dinner... I had lamb skewers from a uh, nearby uh, Xinjiang restaurant. Nice and simple. Nice and easy. They're very good. I'm not going to lie. They are are some of the... They're rather... They're the larger ones. Not the smaller ones that you get in a lot of different places. Uh, Like, around my area, there's a lot of... uh, What what do you call it? They're not just hot pot places, but the... Like, they're char bars. But they serve these very tiny pieces of meat on metal skewers and it's almost not even worth buying but these these uh other places they like the Xinjiang restaurants are famous for having very large portions of skewered meat so those are the ones that you want to get uh if you ever come to Beijing if you ever come to China look for the uh, Xinjiang or the Muslim restaurants that have lamb skewers and those are those are the ones that you want Oh, and one other thing. I figured this would be, this would be kind of fun. Uh, and I didn't get around to doing it until later, which is why I'm posting this episode a little bit later than usual. Uh, because I was thinking about it all day. I'm like, Can I do it? Should I do it? How can I do it? When, when can I get it done? And finally, I just okay, I sat down and I banged out a few copies. So... Uh, yesterday I was researching these different apps to use, and I found one called BandLab, so I used that to create the intro, uh, just a little, basically, it's like one of those things where you, you, you press the button, and it fills in the box, so you have like four boxes, and it has like a, or sorry, it has a a grid system of like 64 boxes, and you press them, and they all light up, and each light represents a certain sound, right, uh, So I just pressed a bunch, and that's the beat that came out of it, basically. There you go. (laughs) How artistic is that? The uh, second track, which I have appended to the end of this episode, is what I'm calling the state of the drum, which is my current drumming abilities as of 2021. And I've noticed that I've done this before, where I've recorded drum tracks, drum takes, uh, all over the... Every now and then, I I just sit down and I record something but I never really post it because I'm not sure if anyone really cares. Uh, that and as the musician, as a creative, I kind of go, oh, okay, I'll get to it later and I'll fix it up. I'll make it sound really good. And people will be like, wow, that's awesome. And then I realize, like <laughs> there's a difference between being really awesome and heard. So if you're going to be really awesome, the chances are of people hearing it are slim to none. But if you just go publish something, then there's a better chance of someone actually listening to it. So that's what I'm doing here. This was actually... I did this in two or three takes. Uh, this was the third take I did. Uh, it's all one take. I didn't splice and dice anything um, except for the ending. I had to extend the MIDI file by a little bit just so it didn't cut off the uh, uh, the very end of the track. But uh, other than that, it was recorded on GarageBand using the drum kit there. Uh... How does that? How does that look? A grown man with a Garage Band, a pair of headphones, on his bed playing the drums. There you go. That's good. It, uh, what's that movie with Will Ferrell? Uh, uh, Step Brothers. There you go. Yeah. Doesn't that sort of ring a bell? Anyway, hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, you can have a good laugh at that, I guess. Let me know how it sounds. I, th- I actually think it sounds okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too embarrassed by it at all. But uh, I don't know. Let me know. All right, guys. End of the week for me. Heading into the weekend, I got to work tomorrow, sadly, uh, but that's okay because I only have one more week of work, and then I'm on vacation, as I said. Still not sure if we're gonna head out to uh, Chengdu just not, just yet. Only because, yeah, these they, they seem to be closing, and there's travel restrictions come and go, and I really don't want to get caught outside of Beijing if I don't have to. if I I stay in Beijing then I can sort of move around freely but as soon as I leave there's always sort of that risk anyway I'll end it there enjoy the track hope you guys are well thank you for all the well wishes all uh, for the birthday wishes and everything I appreciate it and uh, I hope you guys have a great day and a great weekend coming up. thanks again we'll talk again bye bye